I mean, we still have all of August, so we're okay. I mean, we, the summer I ain't over so. yet, all right? Summer ain't over yet. I fucking hope not. God. It's not Labor it's... Day. Don't go to San Francisco yet, all right? I, I can't say all right in the Boston accent. That's, I, I feel like my accent was as good as fucking Pretty Princess in this goddamn movie. Fucking Freddie Prince Jr. God, is that what he was trying to do? Was a fucking Bostonian accent? Oh, well, Massachusetts, yeah. Oh my god. Well, hello and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What's up? Watch Rob Cobbs and record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners. Listening pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Boston. Pleasure. Massachusetts. Chowder. Harvard. Harvard. Uh, <laughs> Max, how are you doing today? I feel a little left out. I didn't put on my turtleneck for this episode. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing a sweater around my neck. Gosh, that that early 2000s baseball fashion of having the like logo and name on the, and then a big baggy like undershirt. The baggy yeah. undershirt. Oh or like God. what the Reds did with like the cutoff sleeves and then they oh, had a oh t-shirt my God. on That oh. was my that was my JV high school uniform. My freshman year of high school. That's what we, we had pinstripe yeah. vests and underneath them we wore these baggy ass fucking shirts. And I had the high top socks going with yeah. it. I basically look like Freddie Prince. Were, How did I get laid? Yeah, you well. If you were as hot as Randy Prince Jr. was to do was exist, and Tinley Parrish is going to be like a jock, then that's what we're talking about from the movie Summer Catch, which is what we watched this week. Uh, this week begins our month of August, and our month of August, as we started last year, my first August is a podcast, is shit list month and this is where we try to watch the worst rob cobbs and basically give our review which is mostly cracking jokes at, <laughs> its exp- at the movie's expense um or or saying that we surprisingly like it like failure to launch as we <laughs> yeah that was that was a weird one yeah, yeah so okay. so explain explain the backstory of this again one more time um, so basically we had done our first annual wedding season last well june's last july we ended up doing six movies for wedding season last last year right Um, and then after that uh we decided like we couldn't do any more wedding movies like after (laughs) july we were just like we need something completely opposite of any sort Uh, of like wedding or yeah like that or even just like like even like traditional schmaltzy romance we were just like we we just we almost yeah comedy as a palate cleanser, and it was your choice. And you decided on The Ugly Truth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, we, because we watched 27 Dresses, and that Catherine oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hired you to go down to The right. Ugly Truth. And so... Go down to The Ugly Truth. Yeah. Um, and I had seen it once before, and I knew how bad it was. 
And then I was like, well, let's keep the theme months going and let's try to watch the worst rom-coms. Because this was like our first like objectively yeah. bad film that was chosen for how objectively bad it is. Right. Um, right. And so like we like we when we chose the wedding planner, we didn't find out how bad it was until we actually watched it because neither of us had watched it before. And then we found out together that that film's a absolute fucking turd it's, of a movie. Yeah, it's terrible. Bad. Um, God. But nonetheless, but nonetheless, uh, so we we knew going in that Ugly Truth was going to be bad, and so then we just decided on a whim it'd be real funny if we just made a whole month of those kinds of choices where we chose the film because we knew it was going to be bad, and then just <laughs> shared our experiences. And so we start this year's version off with Summer Catch. And I feel like we're going to go backward. Instead of going through the facts of the movie first, I'm going to go straight to Rotten Tomatoes first. Yes, let's do Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because this is the shitless month. So, And off the air, I told... Well, actually, no. I told you the Rotten Tomatoes score of another choice I'm thinking about. Um, Oh, right, right, right. But this one in particular has a a low Rotten Tomatoes score as well. I'll give you that hint. Out of 91 critic reviews, what is the Rotten Tomatoes score for Summer Catch? It's got to be above 60%. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be above 70. It's got to be certified fresh. Yeah. Definitely. Um, 12. It is an 8%. Damn. Single digits? Single digits. 8%. Holy shit. For this hope. The critics' consensus. A cliched and predictable sports comedy that's mostly devoid of excitement or laughs. <laughs> Summer Catch is strictly Bush League. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, a top critic from the New York Daily News, uh, Jamie Bernard, they wrote, It's a movie that should have been called on account of boredom. Uh, uh, yeah, it was boring <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Um, another... Top critic Keith Phipps from the AV Club wrote, "As the script works toward its big game finale, it pauses now and it pauses now and then to rip off Bull Durham to let, <laughs> <laughs> let Beal spout accessories, uh, accessories worthy words of encouragement." I don't know why what? it's such a word. What does that even mean? I don't know. What accessories? Are they trying to say successful accessories? Yeah, that's what it, it looks like—a mix of those two words: s c e s s o r i e s, a hyphen worthy. So, accessories. Oh worthy. Jesus! Success. Okay, I'm looking this shit up. Success. So what, so how do you spell it? Success and then Ori's. What the fuck? Okay, continue. So they're saying the, that the movie, as it works towards the big game finale, it pauses now and then to rip off Bull Durham to let Jessica Biel spout accessories worthy words of encouragement. Basically, the you know you gotta if you want a big reward, you gotta take a big risk. You know that those sorts of things. Oh uh, yeah. And then to touch on subplots involving Prince's fam- familiar face teammates. 
Joe Layden of Variety, who's also considered a top critic, gave it a technically a, a fresh rating, a good mm. rating. Interesting. And this critic wrote, when it comes to funny business, Tolland's got game. That's one of the directors and producers of the movie, Mike okay. Tolland. Tolland's got game, and he makes the most of some talented supporting players on his bench. I mean... I, I uh, I mean, what else we got? What else? Oh we got? God! <laughs> and last, last critic review <laughs> is a one point five out of four. David Newsare of Real Film Reviews, and Real is of course R E E L. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the blurb from their review is perhaps Freddie, as in Freddie Prince Jr., perhaps Freddie is simply a pawn in some sinister plan to destroy his career. <laughs> that was what I was thinking the whole fucking time. <laughs> so let's go into the stats of the film. Summer Catch is a 2001 American romance comedy film directed by Mike Tallinn and starring Freddie Prince Jr., Jessica Biel, and Matthew Lillard. The film marked Tallinn's feature film directorial debut. The setting is the Cape Cod Baseball League. The majority of the film was actually shot in Southport, North Carolina. So I hmm. feel like it's obligatory for me to say, North Carolina, time to raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around your head. Spin it like a helicopter. Anyway. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's a hip-hop song from our high school days. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, Pablo. Oh, fuck. I forgot Pete Pablo. What's my name? Petey Pablo, motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> I might bump that after this. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we're, already, movie, we're already thinking about what we're going to do next. Yeah. The movie also uh, had Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Uh, it also had Wilmer Valderrama, RIP to his career. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fez? Is that, was, is that who that is? Yeah, Fez, yeah he played Fez. Uh, and then it also had Brian Dennehy, RIP. He was the coach. Oh, yeah. God, he was like spot on high school slash yeah. young, young adult. Yeah, he was perfectly Coach, cast. Yeah. And then he was cast in ESPN's uh, Bob Knight movie. Bob uh, Knight. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, as he Bob was Knight. cast as Bob Knight. Yeah. yeah. Casting. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. perfect casting. The one thing I remember from that film, because they played it, when they first played it, they played it with no bleeps. So they played it on ESPN, <laughs> on cable, with all the, like, fucks. And then this coach, Bob Knight, is known for yelling fuck all the time. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> they were doing, you know how uh, college coaches have their like local pregame and postgame show? Right. Or whatever, right. Like their local shows weekly. So they show this scene where before they start taping one of the shows, the host like leans over to him and goes, hey, coach, I, had, I always had a question for you. Why do you say, why do you use the word fuck all the time? Like you, it seems like you could always like there, there's other words for it, you know, you know, other words out there. 
and then like like nonchalantly like serious face he has the coach just like well actually i use fuck because it's got so many different uses you can use it oh as a yeah and he's like you can use it as a verb you know i'm gonna fuck that motherfucker <laughs> or, or you can use it as an adjective like this fucking guy here fucking and, like, and he just like uses it in all these different ways and then the host is just like okay i get it <laughs> I, that's the one thing I remember from that film. Anyway, I thought that was a funny scene. That's a great uh, scene. That's a great yeah. scene. This film was released on August 24th of 2001. So it was released wow. okay. two weeks before 9-11. Oh, fuck. Which yes. was the first terrorist act committed to the United States? Fuck. This film... Or 9-11. Ha! Uh, no, um, but it also, like, you can make a broader point about how this film and how it was made and just, like, the absolute, like, carefree lunacy and, misog- uh, and like, misogyny going on in this film. And, like, yeah, the pure broiness of this and, like, the fact that all the mothers want to bang these guys and all the dude that was so creepy daughters and that's so creepy also want to bang these guys like even the young like one who's supposed to play the little sister tenley's little sister she still has their baseball cards and is huge fans of these guys and even though it's a non-sexual way she still admires these guys these guys are just there to be admired by women yeah like that's how they wrote women. In this. Yeah, and that was this is not that's a hundred percent true. This is very common in movies made between ninety eight and two thousand one. So basically, American Pie through to this. Yeah, and then nine eleven happened, and then people and then like people realized, oh, all these kids and like young adult like teenagers and tweens just witnessed the World Trade Center like have a plane fly into it. Like they witnessed the worst thing you could possibly witness in real life. And so then some people went one way, which was like, well, what do we have to protect these kids from? And then the one, the other half of the country went the other way. Like we have to protect these kids from everything. Yeah. How could they have seen that in the first place? How did we not censor that? And, you know, to save their brains. Yeah. It was most, and yeah, so I'm going on this long diatribe because I'm real high. No, uh, you're making some excellent points, though. I mean, like, that was it, such a generational defining event that, like, single-handedly defined our our generation. Prior to it, COVID, it was the defining moment. Like, it yeah. fucked with a lot of people widespread across a lot of different disciplines and backgrounds. And I guess I'm using that as one of the elements that led to the changing of these movies like yeah so many like high school like carefree no no like you didn't see a lot of those after 9-11 like that innocence was kind of lost like if you saw anything involving kids after like in the 2000s like the closest thing that we had was super bad in 2007 and that yeah. was rated R and that was rated R and that was more like adult slanting. 
Yeah. Yeah, you that's know? that's very true. And and you know, and then so then we like comedy went from these like raunchy like teen films and like you know this pop punk thing into the the Will Ferrells and Judd Apatows and into like these like extra level of intelligence to them, but also a little jaded. Level. But then also like boys went from these like poonhound gods that just have women admiring them to these men child children that have to be taken <laughs> care of by adult women who basically uh. like because they're so stunted and personal growth due to the fact that they witnessed two planes hit two tall buildings and the buildings fall. Um, yeah. We could get into a lot of yeah. it. And I feel like summer catches shouldn't be the random movie that's causing this very deep discussion about. No, but, but this is therapy. actually kind of good. Yeah. This is, I mean, if, if nothing else, like obviously this isn't a rom-com. We're going to spend a lot of time on, plot-wise or character-wise so yeah like yeah. it's great to reflect on sometimes the context that these movies come from you know yeah. i think that's great that we can as 33 year olds you know in our early 30s we can now start to look back on shit like that and have some sort of perspective yeah like it's, it's, like at this time it was still like they probably were considered a little more open-minded about fat quote-unquote fat people or big people like they're probably oh, considered yeah. slightly open-minded for basically coming to the conclusion that fat people should also have sex yeah yeah i love that's that's that, the social angle you go with that that's yeah, not that they shouldn't be ridiculed or made fun of for being bigger or that they should even be considered other because of the different size and like shape that their bodies are currently in and none of that it's they also should, they deserve to be banged as well. <laughs> that was the conclusion that the movie came to. And God. it was, pro and it was considered probably a high level. Oh, this is an elevated film because they came to that conclusion that big people should also have sex. Yeah. I mean, they deserve it too. They deserve it too, guys. Come on. Come on. So Because, you know. Yes, <laughs> we might as we might as well allow fat people to have sex. It's 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 yeah. progressive if we take a stand now and allow yeah. fat people to also have sex. And so, you know, that's that's where we were right before nine eleven. God, and then yeah, and then basically, you know, things started turning and people started taking into account. Well, actually, I think I think things have picked up at least in the right direction. Because, I mean, we've had think of all the the stuff we've had lately about anybody having sex. Suddenly, yeah. we've started, you know, taking the taboo off of all that shit, like you know, gay sex, and now it's all the LGBTQ plus stuff. I mean, there's it's been cool. a there's, there's, there, there's been slight improvements, but overall, it's still an issue. It's just a little less, uh, less aggressive, and in in the face of everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. 
It's so, not standing up on a fucking bar stool and like shouting at a bar that I like to bang fat people. Yeah. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah. That fucking scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how much? Like, I'm. I'm not gonna tell you how much it was made for. Yet, how okay. much did it make in the box office? Uh, I'm gonna say like five million. It made nineteen point seven million. That's respectable. Now there's a range of mo- of money values here for like as between it was made between this much and this much. It was made for this. Right, price. right. Okay. What do you think the budget of the film was? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with five million. Uh, somewhere between seventeen and thirty-four million dollars. Oh my god! How? I don't know how they spent that much money to film in a little ass coast town at the same little ass, bare, not probably not even a minor league film. No, that was not field. a. That was like a park uh, field. Yeah, it, like <laughs> there's no way you paid Freddie Prince Jr. that much. To make that like god damn that's how much money films are making it just what how uh, this script with these like hot teen stars like they're hot names in 2001 they were so hot that they fucking were they in 2001 yes because She's all that came out in like '99, so like Freddie Prince Jr. is kind of like oh, okay. his name was big in the MTV thing. Same with Jessica Biel. Yeah, I was gonna say Jessica Biel. What was she in before all this? Seventh Heaven. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah. So I guess you know, as, as I was saying, like <laughs> just. They, that's how much the, these movies made that it was just like, we're going to make a summer teen comedy like about baseball. And if we get Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jessica Biel, we can get a studio. Warner Brothers, the fucking big, one of the biggest studios mm-hmm. in all of Hollywood, mm-hmm. one of the oldest studios in all of Hollywood. We're going to get Warner Brothers to drop $34 million on this bitch. That's 30, where it for in the early 2000s. $34 million. I feel like that is a lot of money for the prime of rom-coms that I'm thinking of in like the late 2000s. Like even in the late 2000s, that's a lot of fucking money to spend on a rom-com. That's how much you spend if you're filming in New York. Yes, with some solid actors or at least one solid actor i mean like i always come back to how to lose a guy in 10 days because i know that budget uh, that i back my hand 50 million that makes sense because it was in new york and it was two big names yes and like and they had the new york knicks and like the Sacramento yes. Kings and the nba and like all these fucking and the diamond necklace and, and shit diamonds and shit like that yeah so it's just like that all makes sense. That you makes spent sense. Million on this fucking film. Where did the thirty-four million go for this film? That's and all I'll tell you where. 
up the goddamn nostrils of the creators. <laughs> oh, they probably used the bills to roll. Yeah. They just, yeah. Like the, the, you remember when he burns the $20 bill? Yeah. What the shit? Who does that? He was trying to show like you could just fuck your, you know, your chance up and everything here. Now that I see the budget, I don't think that was a fake 20. I think <laughs> someone legit pulled that 20 out of their wallet like, uh, here, don't you want to call props and have them make these for us? If we do that, they're going to spend more than $20 per $20 bill if they make us. So like, it's going to cost $40 for them to make a $20 bill. Let's just go ahead and use a real 20, guys. I'll write it off on the expense report. It's good. You only got one take, though, guys. You only got one take. I only got tens after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fucking, yeah, the stupid shit that was in this movie like that. Yeah. How, let's let's talk about the romance. I'm done with the stats here. Let's talk about the romance of the film. Let's start right there. Was like, there any? The romance of this film was... Freddie Prince Jr. has seen this girl for six years, but we see, but like, especially this summer, because she's swimming in the pool with the fantastic. I must say, she she looks fantastic in this film. She looks incredible. I will say that she looks fantastic. In holy this film. shit, she looks. Her. The pool scene where she gets out in the rain. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. That whole makeout scene, god damn. Anyway. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get Kudos there. Kudos to her. Anyway. But, like, you know, he sees her, but now she recognizes him while she's at the bar because she's taking a break from a boyfriend that she doesn't tell him about. Hey, uh, we all. And, uh, but, like, now she sees him and then... And because she's like finally looking for the first time and sees him for the first time, she literally is immediately smitten by him. He hasn't even uttered a word really. And you know why? Because he looks like Freddie Prince Jr. looks. That's why she's eye fucking the shit out of him because (laughs) he's Freddie Prince Jr. is pretty much it. Oh my God. He looks like Freddie Prince Jr. Because she's basically physically attractive. I, I never even... I, God, I never thought he was attractive. He's got a weird-looking face. I never understood why girls were so attracted to him. I mean, I get it. it, it like, conventionally, he's, he's handsome, for sure. 100%. I mean, on some level, yes, he is, he is attractive. Yeah. but and Especially at that time, because he had the perfect mix of, like bad boy and good boy oh yeah like he looked like your parents would appreciate and okay him taking you to prom and then he also looked like he'd be finger popping in the limo while after he <laughs> drank a few beers <laughs> yeah he there's some there's and i, and I think the, i think girls duck that <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha 
<laughs> this is what happens when we watch shitless movies, guys. We get to an elevated state of mind while watching these films, and then the thoughts get weird. <laughs> That's our gift to you. Yes. Tens and tens of listeners. Anyway, <laughs> you were going to say? Uh, I don't fucking remember now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my God. That's the foundation of the movie so far, is that everyone wants to bang Freddie Prince Ryan. Jr. Everyone wants to bang Freddie Prince Jr., mostly because he plays baseball in the Cape Cod League, and therefore you're immediately the biggest poon hound in the world. And then also because he looks like Freddie Prince Jr. He doesn't even have to say a word. And he mows your lawn. Yes. Yeah, okay. And- so then on top of that, the foundation <laughs> behind their actual relationship is that, oh, he's a ball player and I believe in him, but also he's the lawn care guy. Yes. And... Also, I hate my daddy. He's making me do things that I don't want to do. Yes. Be my boyfriend and help me through it. It's like, you're supposed to be in college, not high school. What is this <laughs> bullshit? You're like, if he's sending her somewhere, that means she's done with undergrad. Like, she's 22. Yeah. Like, legit. Yeah. Graduated. Like, so she's 22. Like, I'm gonna Late s- 21 or 22. Most likely 22. Jessica fucking Beal, listen up. I'm going to say something that I should have been told at that age. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop that shit. Get out of your dad's control. Say fuck him. Go do your own shit. Basis of a fucking relationship. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, she does because she goes to Batavia. Well, actually, that's interesting. Batavia? No, hold on. We'll get to that in what happens after or after. Um, so, um, yeah, so basically, like through that, they then connect to the point where. He's telling her about his mom. Right. Like, yeah, he's opening up to her. They're sharing secrets and they're opening up to each other. And no one really knows what the timeline is at that point in the film. Yeah. How how long has gone by for fuck's sake? This film spans a whole summer in an hour and a half with multiple storylines and multiple like jokes, quote unquote. Like scenes, like you're supposed to be jokes. So there's really no time to develop plot in between. You're just gonna have to like catch on and assume things have progressed in a certain way, right? And so that's kind of what you end up here, end up doing here. You're just like, oh, uh, I guess they've uh, they've gotten close off screen, and now they're boyfriend girlfriend here. Yeah, suddenly they're fucking cuddling up in the on the blanket. I guess like I don't know. And then she's like, 
she's like begging him to chase her finally that remember that whole shit where she's like why am i the one that's always chasing you and then there's another scene later where she's finally running away from him and she's like i finally get you to chase me it's like how fucking old are you guys seriously (laughs) Uh, well there's that i mean it was partly because he was he also was like doing a fantastic job flirting with her too um there was that one he was he was doing a fantastic job just dodging it like playing hard to get yeah um well there was the the one scene where you know she talks about how the flowers were nice and then they actually exchange their first kiss um and then he says i'll let them know and then he goes yeah that that quote was suave that was that was okay but there was one at the baseball stadium that we both liked that straight up i forgot but it was good that's gonna bug me um the one you're talking about one in a game it was at the baseball state baseball field and it was light outside, so I think it was before a game. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know which one you're talking about, but... Whatever. And, I mean... It is. I, you have... I mean, you, you're bringing up the right stuff. It's, you, I get it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, My brain is shot from watching that bullshit. It's just like, actually, okay, okay. Before I go ripping it apart even more, I got to say some of the baseball stuff was actually not bad. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Although they had a couple fuck ups, but for the most part, like the baseball parts were pretty realistic and I was, I was digging them personally just because like, you know, I actually like, like watching that kind of stuff, but. If you're not into baseball, this movie is going to be fucking boring. Yeah. I mean, there were... What's crazy is that there was, like... (laughs) There was some actual... Good stuff in the film. There were some good parts, yeah. Like, uh, when... Just when a fucking Tenley's... uh, on our off boyfriend shows up uh chris and like and then ryan finds out and then gets pissed oh yeah and he's yelling bullshit and fuck this and that like freddie prince was like acted that well like the like the anger yeah the anger was done well because it felt real and also the anger was valid at that moment because she legit through a lie of omission lied about yeah. ha- having another guy in her life, regardless of whether they're like on a break or whatever the case to not say anything about that. And like to be holding hands and do it all the shit that you're doing. Yeah. Like it obviously seems like we're a ways into the summer. Now you guys mm-hmm. have grown close. Well, mm-hmm. it, regardless of time, the timeline doesn't really even matter. You have already shown us on screen that you two are very close. Yes. And 
it feels like at that juncture, this is something that should have come up. If this is a glaring present thing, this is not something like, hey, by the way, I've got this skeleton in my closet from my past mm -hmm. that was two years ago. I was engaged. We broke it off. That it, it's not even it's not that it's this is still a current fucking problem. This is still a current issue. I deserve to know about it. And so, like, yeah, you're right. His anger is totally valid. And it's like, he doesn't do anything horrible about it. He just removes himself from the situation. And, of course, he's going to be a little pissed about it. And so, you know, applause, applause for that. Um, but then there's the scene right before they save Van Lathan and the shortstop from the fire. <laughs> between yeah, him and Jessica Biel. The... What's where he's saying, like, uh, you know, he, he, you think I don't know what it's like to do something that, to do something that you love? I love being on that mound. Oh God! And knowing that, oh God, know, yeah. like and knowing that no one can touch me. Oh my God! It's just like no, get angry again, dog. Like yeah. just find a way to get angry again because, like, if you're not <laughs> angry, you, this you you ain't acting your way out of a fucking paper bag, homie. And like, hey, why are just, you always so afraid? <laughs> I, was love. To, I was just about to be and then Jessica Beale somehow like fucking goes lower on the yeah she <laughs> she brought the bar way down she brought her shovel and dug to a lower level of acting stand the fuck fucking... back guys I gotta shovel <laughs> this down a bit like... <laughs> why are you so scared <laughs> of love of baseball love <laughs> how old are you guys they, did, I, like, did we say that shit in college i mean did i may have yeah dog think about <laughs> yeah i guess i probably yeah oh my god yeah God, I was naive and stupid. You punched a dude. <laughs> that granted, was, granted, he deserved many punches. That was valid. That was him. valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was more of a drunken, closed handed slap. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, you punched a dude. All right. Um, <laughs> um, so, but like with Freddie Prince Jr., Jessica Biel, there's also the kiss of the film. Like, oh, the rainstorm between them. I think it's that one, even though that's not their first kiss. I think that's the one. I think maybe they want a different one to be the rom com kiss. No, they they knew what they were doing with that scene. They knew what they were doing, having her wearing yeah. a shirt with no bra. Oh my god! And they knew what they, were, they they knew exactly what they were doing. By the way, this movie is PG thirteen. This yes, that is the biggest thing that we should have brought up when talking about the like the pre nine eleven like yes. teen rock teen comedies. This was PG thirteen. How this was thirteen year olds could go watch this without a parent. I don't and like, understand. Like this and out cold, you could go watch in theaters without any sort of parental supervision. So your your fourteen year old is gonna go watch 
I guess, I mean, nowadays, I guess it doesn't, that doesn't seem like it, so abnormal, but. I agree. And honestly, I was watching crazier movies way younger and all that sort of stuff. It, this That's is, true. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing crazier stuff way before this. Are you are you smoking again? I mean, I've been. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, keep um, keep talking. I'm gonna light up. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. It's time. It's time. I don't care. People can hear. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, it's just. Yeah, this is PG 13, but yeah, the kiss of the film is. The for, for all your potential uh, employers out there, I am willing to uh, take a drug test. <laughs> <laughs> I I give the kiss of the film a B plus. It's it's I mean it, it's hard not to get a semi hard watching that. That <laughs> to fucking yes. Oh my yeah. god, that scene. Holy god, that scene was that scene was that came out of nowhere. I my bar of expectations was. Nowhere in that ballpark. I was not expecting an actual rom-com kiss. And it's like the it's like the, the production crew is just like, all right, we want Jessica Biel wet in a shirt. <laughs> How do we keep her wet after the pool? Fucking put it in a rainstorm. <laughs> wet, no bra. It rains in Cape Cod, right? <laughs> Yeah, you just have above ground pools all the time in Cape Cod, and I'm and I'm sure, yeah, it constantly rains too. They're in the same time, same weather. I guess here it rains. I wonder if theirs is at all the same. But God damn, yeah, that kiss was remarkable. I would actually give it, I'd give it an A minus. There you go. Um, as far as what happens after ever after. Um, he gets signed for the seventy-five thousand dollars signing bonus, and gets and like they talk about how he could or like there's a single A team that could use him right now called the Batavia Muck Dogs in Batavia, New York, and so that's presumably that's where, he's where going. Batavia came from. Yeah, presumably that's where he's going to play for like the next month before the season's over. Um, there's a Batavia, Illinois, too. Hey, nice. Out in the suburbs. Um, I feel like in that month of September that uh, Ryan and uh, Tenley spend in Batavia, Tenley realizes I've made a terrible mistake leaving with the lawn care kid <laughs> to go live in Batavia. Uh... She's just like, I I'm going to go to grad school, but I feel like Long distance is yeah, it's kind of uh, tough, right? And so, yeah, they've they've broken up before he ever gets to the majors. Uh, she's a distant memory. Well, maybe he should have fucking stayed in the game and pitched a no no. But he loves her. Oh my fucking god! I love how when I, we're watching that, you had to remind me, Max. It's a rom com. 
Of course yeah, he's going to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were just, I'm like you were fucking pissed. pissed at him. Like, you, you son like... of a bitch. <laughs> Threw away your fucking golden opportunity. We've spent a, an hour a and a no-no. half. You've got a no-no going. And like, I, and I like how he was like, for the same reason, he's just like, a no-no in the cave league. He's not even going to make the fucking Boston Globe. <laughs> just who gives a shit? I mean, <laughs> he's got a point, but it's still, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look. He's got a point. If there's one thing we learned from this film, it's that don't trust pussy Raven. is way more important than anything else in the world. Well, pre-9-11 it was, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then the world got a little more complex. And, yeah, and then people started saying, hey, me too. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and things started. Then COVID happened and shit even got it got even more complicated. And now we got the Delta variant, which is supposedly as contagious as chickenpox. Huzzah! Yeah, uh, where did you where did you see that? Because that's I terrifying. That on, I saw that on Twitter. Uh, oh so, my god! Okay, so with a grain of salt. Yeah. And by grain, I mean multiple grains. Do you know anything about where it's being where it's picking up? Everywhere, <laughs> like. Like all states, Grant Park right now. <laughs> really? Oh well, yeah, because of Lala. Lala, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a funny meme that's been going around on uh, Instagram and stuff, and it's a picture of like the Lollapalooza lineup poster, and then and they replaced all the band names with the Delta variant. <laughs> and so it's just like playing on Thursday, the Delta variant, the Delta variant. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so what happens after or after they break up real quick, um, and, uh, Ryan ends up going back to Chatham. He, he, he does, he takes over the live business and also coaches the local team, you know, he takes over the, the lawn business. He takes over the lawn business and also coaches the bullpen for the Chatham maze during the summer. You know, you need a good bullpen coach, you know? So is that anyway. that's the that's the second rom com? That's the sequel. <laughs> yeah, he goes and finds his new love. Yeah, summer, summer catch two. This the the clap is back. Um, <laughs> that was a good joke. Those two, those two oh, the friends, two stoner dudes, the two stoner like, friends. Didn't I get clams from her? <laughs> no crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple. <laughs> there were a couple funny bits like that. I did appreciate. And then that really good speech from the fucking stoner friend. Dude, yeah, the friend speech. Yeah, holy and the older shit! Had a good speech too. Like they were these stupid. Like they were corny. They were corny. Oh, as fuck. absolutely. But like there were speeches that were actually like heartfelt. That just like you don't deserve this movie, right? Like, but but you somehow have written this into the film. Yeah, it felt really, it, it honestly felt awkward because I was like, yeah. like from that friend speech, holy shit, that like brought a tear to my eye. I was like, damn, that's a really heartfelt speech. That's a good friend. Exactly. Or, or someone who has absolutely nothing in their life to do right now. <laughs> yeah, really. He's just, gonna, he's just content just chilling by a ball game and getting high, man. Like, that's fun. I get that. Especially if it's nice weather and like you grew up in a town where that's common. 
apparently he, follow, he follows his quote unquote best friend who seems closer to the new catcher that he's pitching to than the actual friend. Uh, but he's yeah. Close, he's so close to his best friend that he follows him like the fucking Grateful Dead. <laughs> minor league ballpark to minor league ballpark. Yeah, why the fuck is it called Summer Catch? He's a pitcher. Because he's having a catch. Like a fling? Well, that on top of when he's thrown to the catcher, he always says, hey, you and me are just playing catch. To the fact oh. that it's on the kid, so there's fishing involved, so you catch fish. <laughs> you with the fishing. There's no fishing involved. Uh, I guess there was. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> this could be deleted scenes where all of a sudden they sell the lawn care business to for a fucking deep sea boat, and then they're out there just catching tuna fish off the coast of the Cape <laughs> and then bringing it back, and then. And they're giving chicken of the sea the fucking <laughs> the fucking business for for Massachusetts, for Boston. Freddie Prince Jr. is just chucking and fish at all his of a dad sudden, to play catch. Freddie Prince, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is in his mid thirties, running the factory in Boston, walking down the cobblestone roads with beer in hand on a Friday night. Wait, why is he in a factory now? <laughs> Because he's running the factory because it's the family business now. They're fishermen. Yeah, but then they caught so many fish that they turned into a tuna fish company. And they have a factory. What? <laughs> like a tuna can packing <laughs> thing or something? Yeah, tuna. Boston. Sam Adams. <laughs> Now you just say Boston things. Red Sox! Red Sox! Green Monster! Green Monster! Casual racism! (laughs) Tea Party! (laughs) Well, blue state and liberal, um, we want you to have rights, unless your color isn't the same as mine. Oh, oh God! <laughs> anyway, what's your verdict for this? Oh, God. Um, I really, I'm not sure. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go and pull the trigger. I say, fuck this movie. Okay, and, okay. But like, but it's like, it's kind of a hate. It's, it's a. It's it's a hate like, like it's a it's like a it's last call already happened oh that's you, so fucked up it, 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 last call already happened and you already finished your last call drink and you still haven't found someone to <laughs> that this movie is that last 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 person that you fuck oh my but that's God. still like because honestly i haven't laughed this hard watch it in like had a f- more fun movie watching experience in a while than watching this with you all <laughs> getting baked because it's that bad. Yes. It is that it is of that low quality. It's bad. But it's it's a fun watch. Uh I, I mean I don't know if we'll ever do this again. No. This movie, no, no, no. Like I want glad but I'm glad we did. Exactly. Like that's why I'm confused because it's like I'm 
I really did not enjoy the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing is, I feel like if that's another reason why I I fucked it is because I feel like if other people decided to watch this for one time and one time only in the same vein that we watched. Yes, yes. They would also enjoy it enough. It's a provisional fuck. You have to you have to lay out the ground rules, you know? Yes. First. You can't just go blindly into it. It's not a there's one night no, thing. There's no feelings here. Yeah, no feelings. you got to lay out the groundwork. There's rules. This is purely just a expected transaction. And there's a safe word. And there's a safe word. And that safe and word. Sa- and the safe word is Oscar nominated. Because there's never going to be. Safe <laughs> <word>. <laughs> so if you say it. People you know. scared me for a second with that. So like, is there something you're not telling me? God. No. If you say Oscar nominated anywhere near this film, you're just like, oh, what's ha- what's going on? Something's <laughs> wrong. Something something happened. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going. And I'm, I hit you too hard. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right. Um, uh, so you can find our socials, our Instagram. Wait, I didn't give a verdict. You said a provisional fuck. Well, I was agreeing with you. I, I was, I would, I would, yeah, okay, yeah, never mind. No, it is a provisional fuck. There you go. Yeah, that's what I have here. I have, I have already put the F down for you. Okay. So, yes, you can find our Instagram at Romancing the Stem of Podcast, all one word together. Um, and then also our Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod. That's B-R-O-T-H-E-S-T-O-N-E-P-O-D. And you can find my Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E in Super. So S-U-P-R Market Sweep. Uh, and my Instagram is at Relusa88. That's R-E-L-U-S-A-88. And then Max. On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted with a period. It's T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. Booyakasha. And Max, you get to continue... Oh shit. Shit list on with your choice. All right. For next week. I remember watching this once a long time ago. Absolutely hating it. See, this is what about this month makes me uncomfortable. Because it's like, even as I scroll through other options that I haven't even watched yet. Just reading some of them, it just, it churns my stomach. It's like, God, I don't want to suffer through that. Yeah. Like, this was a fun, bad watch, Summer Catch. Monster-in-Law was one of the most painful experiences (laughs) ever. That was so bad. That was so bad. God, that movie should never be watched by anyone. Yes, 100% agree. That's like The Ring. That's what that is. Treat it like The Ring. You just can't watch it. Not even once. <laughs> but anyway, your choice. You've seen it once before and hated it. Uh, but it was a long time ago. I think it was right around when it first came out, um, which I believe was mid-2000s. Yeah, 2008. So it was right before like No Strings Attached and a couple other good 2009 rom-coms. Oh, those came in 2011. Those those I did? 
I'm pretty sure no strings attached and friends with benefits came out 20. Oh my god, why do I keep thinking it's 2009? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it's in that weird pocket of years. Yeah, that like right around the 2010 couple of years. Um, anyway, so this actually, this has one of those actors in it. From no okay, We're on like minute four of you. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know you got, I know you I'm took I'm sorry. What happens in Vegas? Oh, what happens in Vegas? Which has Brittany Murphy. No, no, it does not. No, Cameron Um, Diaz. It has Cameron Diaz. I'm thinking of Just Married. But but what happens in Vegas? Okay. Mm -hmm. I almost pulled this one out for wedding season. Because technically, there is a wedding. Um, But. Well, and aren't they newlyweds too? Yeah, I've seen it once as well. Uh, they both are drunk as hell. Yeah, and they get, and they get married they in Vegas. After they won a jackpot, and like, then they get married in Vegas. Right. But, uh, Rob Corddry and Lake Bell are in it. Uh, I remember, what I remember, like there's a couple jokes I remember from this film that I'm not going to ruin and so that we can enjoy them when we watch it together. But I'm looking forward to it, actually, because I remember enjoy. my mom and I actually enjoying the film, even though we knew it was bad. We're just like, we still kind of liked it, though. Like, we knew it was huh. bad. We we thought it was going to be bad going in. And then, but, like, we were still, like, I, I bet it still, like, seems like it'd be cute enough to, like, be worth going. So, like, we actually went to the movie theater to go see it. We're just like, fine, fuck it. We got nothing else to do right now. And then... We left there with very, we came in with low expectations and it reached those expectations. So we were just kind of like, all right, like it was, it wasn't a, a worst experience. Huh. So it was actually a positive thought. My sister Monica has also uh, expressed positive thoughts regarding this film, too. So, huh. well, shit, this, then this, maybe. This maybe uh... This may be a failure to launch situation here for this. Maybe. So, I'm, we'll see. I'll keep my There's, expectations low, but that there, I would be yeah. pleasantly surprised. I'm, I'm not going to ruin the jokes that are in my head, but the jokes are funny. And okay. I look forward to okay. watching them next week. Good. All right. But until then, for the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all. And we thank you for rocking with us. And we will catch you next week. Love you guys.